he said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> Unhinged. Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We're just happy you're here. So join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. Okay, this has been a really slow week in Bachelor Nation. So instead of creeping, we decided to ask you guys for random questions. And we're going to kind of go into a pop culture ramble, if that's cool with you. Is that cool with you, Jackie? I think that's cool with me. Not a question, but you should try to get Jaden Tanner on the pod. Already doing that. We're trying, yeah. But manifest it. Go DM them and be like, you guys should go on She's All Batch podcast. Wait, I literally just wrote Jade. I CC'd you I know. Email. Did you see? No, I yeah. saw it. But I'm saying if listeners go and DM them, I think it helps. Like, I think that really helped us get on um, Bachelors in the City because listeners were commenting like, oh, you guys should have She's All Batch on because we told them Speaking to. of rest in peace, Bachelors in the City, they just dropped off. Wait, can we talk about how one of the Bachelor Nation podcasts is done? Talking it out, Mike Johnson and Brian, they're mm -hmm. done. And I actually just went to their Instagram page and people are genuinely confused and upset that that one out of all three of them is the one to go because they said that was the most like organized, professional, people really enjoyed their takes. And they oh. didn't give a reason. I'm wondering if it's just like too many cooks. The reason I thought was that it was the worst podcast out of oh. all of them. But if you're saying people really liked it, yeah, then, it like they did. then that's kind of confusing. But it could be one of those things. We were talking about this yesterday, how people like hate listen to podcasts. And sometimes when you're like a little bit more polarizing, you get more listens. And I feel like that's the situation with clickbait and Bachelor Happy Hour that people don't necessarily like that podcast all the time but it probably gets more listens then than talking it out because they're just like two nice guys chatting yeah. about nice mm. normal things that doesn't get like the hate listens and you need the hate listens you need the hate to listens. succeed hopefully, in this world hopefully no one's hate listening to this and if you are but if you are hey keep listening expose yourself <laughs> um okay someone writes please bring back some people from listen to your heart respectfully no I don't think oh, anyone respectfully, watched that. Maybe. I maybe. watched it. Okay, Jackie can interview them because I okay. will. <laughs> it was such a bad show. It was um, so bad. Well, because it, it made so no sense. Like, logically, the rules literally didn't make sense. Um, but it was airing during the pandemic, so I had nothing better to do. I did watch it. But I, that's why I think that's why the only reason why people watched it is because there was nothing else. But I do yeah. think them doing greatest seasons of all time, literally replaying the seasons they've already played, was better than that. Oh, see, yeah, I didn't watch the greatest seasons of all time. I, I did watch Listen to Your Heart. Wow. So, I okay. don't know. Different audience. We're all entitled to our own opinion. So, um, yes, Jackie, if you want to look into any people from Listen to Your Heart, I will I would reach out. out to them. There's a handful of people that I think, um, that I just learned to like. Like, Rudy. Shout out, Rudy. I liked her. I would interview. But the thing is, like, I have nothing to ask them about the show. Because the show itself was dumb and made no sense. So, there's not mm. really a lot. But maybe there'd be some good producer manipulation in that. We'll see. Yeah. Noted, I mean, and I will slide into the DMs of some yes, people. Yes, thank you. Thank you for that suggestion. Recap Love is Blind. Um, we did. Go back, go well back a couple of episodes. The title is Love is Patient, Love is Blind. We recap the whole season. It's I think it's a really good recap, though. It's like 40 minutes in the middle of our episode. Yeah. Let, let me know if you want the timestamps. I'll grab them for you. Yeah, it was more like an overview of the whole season and our final thoughts. We didn't like recap episode by episode. Um, maybe one day in the future... We will expand past Bachelor content. The Rachel, Lindsay, and Brian kids fiasco. What is going on? What is that? Oh, I, I saw this. Um, I don't know all the details. So basically, Rachel posted and asked me anything. And someone posted a question to her that was like, 
why did you lie to Brian about wanting kids? Or I, I'm totally paraphrasing. That might not be the exact question. And she like reposted it on her story, just kind of like showing that question. But no one knows like where she said that, if she said that, if that was publicly said, if that was a private conversation they had. It's more so just people like coming for Rachel Lindsay like they always do. And it's I like assume literally it's none of respectfully it's none of anyone's business whether she wants kids, doesn't want kids, initially told Brian she did want kids and changed her mind, lied, like I don't know. I think this person's probably going off the fact that she probably said it while she was the bachelorette and now mm-hmm. it's several years later and they don't have any kids. But what right. people don't know is for all you know they've been trying this entire time totally. and you are being a huge dick by saying that to her. I mean, yeah. Holly Julian, friend of the show Holly, she had uh, struggles with fertility for seven years and she would get hate comments all the time. Like, when are you going to have a baby? Blah, blah, blah. And she's like, you have no idea what was going on behind the scenes. So it's just, that's really not cool. And that's my take on it. Just whether she has been trying and unsuccessful or they haven't tried and they don't want it right now or she wants to wait, any decision they make is on them. Yeah, or she can change her mind too. She could have decided at some point and they've discussed it and now they don't want kids. So yeah, I don't get people's fixation on that. Like let people do what they want to do. Yeah, we're Ross and Rachel actually on a break. (laughs) Oh, this is gonna take a whole hour to discuss. Um, Yeah. When you say uh, we're on a break, we are on a break. That is no, factual. It's no, they weren't on a break because if you, I'm going to grab the scene mm-hmm. and put it in here. She, she says, goes, no, a break from us. And he goes, fine, slams the door. Exact quote. <laughs> oh, maybe we should just take a break. Okay, okay, fine. You're right. Let's, uh, let's take a break. Let's cool off, okay? Let's get some frozen yogurt or something. No. A break from us. I mean, yes, technically. So yes, they were. But I do think when you take a break with someone, there should be established rules, and they didn't have the established rules. He shouldn't have gone out and slept with someone that night. But you're on a, you broke up. Like, when you say you're on a break, to me, that's, you're broken up. What other way can you interpret that? You're going to break up with someone and then pretend like you're still in a relationship with them? No, like on a break, like go get some frozen yogurt. Yeah, but that's not what she meant. She said, no, that's not what I mean. A break from us. I think, yes, they were on a break. When you break, when you go on a break, that means you are, whether it's going to be a temporary or permanent thing, you are not in a relationship. You're maybe not speaking. You're no longer like only hooking up with each other because you are literally not together So I get why Rachel was upset, but I do think what Ross did is technically not cheating. No, I think it's cheating. You think he cheated? I mean, she said we're. I'm like, I could not disagree with you more. But this is this is difficult because I I think I would give advice to anyone listening that if you want to go on a break with a significant other, you should have a conversation about what the break entails. I had a shady ex back in the day, and we went on many a breaks, and every single time I was like, okay, but. You cannot hook up with anyone. Because, like, I knew that he would the second, like, he had the chance because he was toxic as fuck. Damn. Yeah. I know. <laughs> so, I miss him so much. But, uh, but yeah, I you have to establish the rules of a break or else it's not going to be a successful break. Basically, like, just Yeah, but not then. all breaks need to be successful. A lot of breaks aren't successful. I feel like that's, like, a, is a step towards a breakup, usually. Well, then why didn't Rachel just say, let's, I'm done. I, I want to break up. I more or less think she did. A break from us. To me, that's... Semantics. A break. So if you were Rachel, what would you do? I would break up with him. 
And never get back together. I mean, maybe in season nine or ten, like <laughs> she did. But I understand why she was so hurt. I understand. No, I understand why she was hurt too. I just don't think you can technically call it cheating. Okay. Because they were on a break. Okay. Moving on. Harry and Meghan documentary. What do you think? I don't care. <laughs> Period. And a lot of people are talking about this. I mean, I've never really been that fascinated with, a ro- with the royals. Um, I did watch The Crown for a lot of seasons. Great show. I need to catch up on it because now they're more in modern day. Will do. But, um... Yeah, I really don't care. So about I didn't watch it, but I but I've seen things on TikTok where they showed clips. I get why people are annoyed with Megan, but I do like how real she is. Like, okay, the reason why I'm not fascinated with the Royals is because I think it's like fairy tale life. And this is my opinion. Don't come for me. And this isn't worthy of like a bad review just because you don't agree with me. But <laughs> one star. I, I like the Royals. I like the Royals, so I'm gonna give her one star. Um, <laughs> Megan says that like the perfectly polished persona of Kate and William Mm -hmm. happens behind the scenes. That is horrifying to me because I want to see Kate in oversized sweatpants, eating chips and salsa in a messy bun, and I really don't think she ever does that. Like, I think she gets into bed and, like, folds over the bedspread and irons it and makes Mm -hmm. perfect. And, like, that is not fascinating to me because I don't think that's real life. And that's actually – I'm not someone that looks at that and wants to be a princess when I grow up. Because, well, you know, I'm 36. But, like, I don't, I never wanted to be because that life doesn't look desirable. I don't want to wear knee-length pencil skirts. I want to wear a leather mini skirt. That's just me. I literally think the monarchy should be abolished. So, hot take. You come for me in the DMs. I will discuss this with you. Um, And this is also another hot take. Obviously, there are way worse situations you can find yourself in in the world. So, I'm not negating any other horrible things that can happen to someone. But I do think being born into this, like, life of service and duty where you literally don't have any say over your entire life, like... (laughs) is abusive because you were just like born into this random family like you literally don't get to choose who you get to marry you have you have to like serve and do all these things I think it's totally antiquated you don't choose who you get to marry that's not true they chose like kind of is William was only really allowed to marry Kate because she hit xyz criteria like Charles wasn't initially allowed to marry Camilla which is why he got married to Diana and we all know how that turned out um the guy who was who was supposed to get the throne, I think his name was Edward, he wanted to get married to this woman who I think was divorced. So he abdicated the throne. And then that's why Queen Elizabeth even became the queen to begin with. Because he wanted to get married to that woman because he loved her. And he was like, fuck you guys. I'm abdicating. I'm not doing this. So there, I just think it's like really antiquated and cruel and like weird that we're still doing this. The one scene that I think everyone's talking about is when Meghan like, makes fun of the curtsy and she said it's like literally medieval times like when she had to meet the queen for the first time mm-hmm. and she like over exaggerates her curtsy and prince harry is just looking at her like bitch are you serious but i kind of agree with megan like i i'm like it, it feels like fairy tale land but you should still respect your husband's culture though just because it's not something you're used to perhaps i don't know i sure. i see why people are mad at her. <laughs> i think i i see I both sides don't I think it's silly. I want to go up to Kate Middleton and be like, hey, Kate, can you funnel this beer? And she won't. Okay. She won't. I, I just feel like why are, they're like, they're not real people. They don't. Right. Really- I know. It's cruel <laughs> that they have to like live this life. They didn't choose it. Mm-hmm. 
Thoughts on White Lotus. Jackie probably has thoughts. I haven't. Oh, watched. so many thoughts. Um. Well, I don't. I don't want to spoil it. Because... Wait. Do, oh, wait. Okay. Hold on. Another question. Who from Bachelor Nation do you think wouldn't make it out of White Lotus alive? Answer uh, that. Like none of them would make it out alive. Um. I'm trying to think who would be like good in White Lotus from Bachelor Nation. That's like such a. a Crazy question, because I don't know. The thing with White Lotus is it's not necessarily like you have to be or do a certain thing to make it out alive. It's not like a competition or it's not like a survival show. It's just like a show and you just know someone happens to be dead. So like there are a million different circumstances with which that can happen. It's not like a survival thing. I have no clue what you're... Like, I didn't even watch any oh, of it. Oh, you so gotta I know watch. It's about. such a good show. I- I'll say this. I don't want to spoil it for anyone who hasn't watched, but I was incredibly surprised that the main character that died was one of the ones to die because I thought they were going to have this person be carried through all of the White Lotus seasons. And as, like, a constant thing, like, kind of like an American Horror Story, like, you similar cast in... Even though in American Horror Story they play different roles in each season, you know what I mean. Like, just bringing some sort of consistency season to season. So I was very surprised that that was the person that died. And I think it should have been another person that they're closely linked to that I find annoying. And I'm like, ugh, they should have just killed that person. So maybe I need to, like, look into this show because I know that everyone's talking about it. It's the best show on television. Besides The Bachelor, of course. Of course. (laughs) I really struggle getting into new shows. And, like, a couple weeks ago I asked on Instagram for advice, like, suggestions. Mm -hmm. And I went with Married at First Sight because so many people said that. And, guys, like, I tried. But I was sitting there for the first episode and everyone's, like, trying on their wedding dress. Like, I feel like Married at First Sight takes too long to get to the meat and potatoes of what we actually care about. Like, it's Mm -hmm. literally episode four before they're living together and, like, experiencing how much they hate each other. That's what I want to see. The first episode, they're all trying on wedding dresses, talking to their family, like, I can't believe I'm going to get married at first sight. I'm like, okay, let's move it along. Like, come on, you know? So I gave up. But... I'm open to more suggestions. If you think I should skip to like episode three, let me know. And then I'll I'll also try White Lotus. Yeah, watch White Lotus. Um, yeah, I mean, I th- sometimes also too, it's refreshing to branch out from reality TV mm. and watch like, like I think all the HBO shows are great. White Lotus, House of the Dragon, Succession is coming back. A Sunday night HBO drop, you can't beat it. It's just never been my style, but I've also been very opposed to even trying so perhaps yes, I need you should to try. open my mind a little bit. I'm but trying. You don't actually need to watch season one of White Lotus to watch season two. So maybe just watch season two. And it takes place in Italy. It's like pretty. It's fun. Okay. Are Greg and Victoria in the background getting tattoos? <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. Okay, we have a personal question. Okay. I desperately want to quit my job, but I want my Christmas bonus. Only problem in sticking it out the rest of the year is that I'll have to go to their insufferable Christmas holiday party at TJ Fridays. What do I do? <laughs> Um, I think the bonus is worth it. I totally get it if you don't want to work through anywhere, but stick it out to get the bonus. I'm sorry you do have to go to the Christmas party at TGI Fridays, but just like, just go and leave early. Like, show up, make an appearance. Wait, like you only get the bonus? You only get the bonus if you go to the, why can't you get both? Why can't you just still get the bonus? 
And just not go to the Christmas party? Yeah. Ooh, you know what? Just say Be you're sick. sick. Yeah. Yeah. If you really don't want to go, say you're sick. I think in this day and age, saying you're sick gets you out of a lot. No in, one's going to No one is going to say no come bonuses. anyway. What if, <laughs> what if they hand out the bonuses at TJA Fridays? Like, before you dive into your mozzarella sticks, everyone, we're going to pass Here's around envelopes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I highly, I don't know what company you work for, but I highly doubt <laughs> that that's what they're going to be doing. You never so know. I think you're good. Either be sick, don't go to the Christmas party, or just go suffer through and plan to leave early, eat a mozzarella stick, have a margarita and call it a day and get that bonus. I think that you would really regret not powering through for the last like half a month just to get whatever your bonus is and then quit. I think that's worth it. Yeah. Or you could wear one ear pod in and listen to us. And we'll entertain you while you're at that insufferable party. So you don't have to hear about Sheila from HR talking about her holiday shopping. Yeah, and like, what about it makes it so insufferable? <laughs> I know, like, TJ Fridays is great. It's fine. I'd rather that than like, so I actually went to my office for my other job yesterday because another team was having a holiday party and we kind of got included in it. But the holiday party, quote unquote, was literally just like a weird cheese plate and like wine at the office, like at 5 p.m. And I'm like, like, that's not a holiday party. I'll go home. Like, goodbye. So be thankful that. Yeah, I didn't really stay. I didn't want to do that. Um... So be thankful that's not your holiday party. At least it's at TGI Fridays. You can get like a good a good meal. Yeah. Like what do they have on the menu these days? Like a triple dipper? The three for all where it's yeah. like mozzarella sticks, potato skins, and uh, chicken wings. Yeah, go for that. Yeah, I mean just go in. Maybe order a couple of drinks really get your money's worth because you're not paying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Who is your least favorite batch person to interview on the pod? I'll take a hint of tea. I mean we're not least in. favorite. <laughs> I really don't think I have one, honestly. I feel like they've all been rather pleasant. Everyone's been really cool. Um, Yeah. So we were talking to Reality Steve this week, and we were talking about interviews and how you have to, you know, you don't want to, like, push someone and make them uncomfortable because then they're not going to want to talk to you about certain things. And I think we do a really good job at making everyone that comes on the show feel comfortable. I don't want, like the first thing I say to everyone before we interview them is like, if there's any topic that comes up that you don't want to talk about, let me know and we'll just skip it. Because I don't want people feeling like they're backed into a corner. And I feel like when these people go on shows or when they go yeah when they get interviewed elsewhere maybe they're uncomfortable so they put up a wall and then they don't expose as much and I think when you make people feel comfortable they're willing to open up a little bit more I know I'm dancing around the question here who is your least favorite person I liked everyone but this person saying I'll take a hint of tea so maybe we can hint I will who the say least favorite person hint it there has don't there, say well I'll say there has been no one we've interviewed where I've left the interview being like wow that was horrible or really bad everyone's been nice you know some people are easier to connect with and they open up more freely than other people are a little bit more timid I will say and I talked about this to reality Steve my least favorite was Peter Weber because I had such high hopes I had so many questions and I was so excited to interview him and we weren't allowed to ask any of the juicy stuff yeah so I still have all those questions so I think that was the one that I was just most disappointed by. Yeah, I'll, I'll piggyback on that answer then and say that. Pilot Pete, we, we still like you. We and still like him. You. And if, he, if you ever want to do like a finally Pilot Pete Talks expose, reach out to us. Yeah, but it doesn't seem like he does. So his producer, no, he this is when he was on Bachelors in the City. So we did that um, swap. Yeah. 
And the producer literally said to me, Peter doesn't want to talk about any of his past relationships. And I'm like, well, that's like 90% of my questions. What did you want me to ask him? What he had for breakfast this morning? It just was odd that I didn't quite, I don't think it's really, then don't come on. Like, if you don't want to talk about anything, what did you want, when, what's your pilot schedule like? And, and to be fair, like, he has every right to do this, to want to just, like, close that chapter and move on with his life and not deal with it anymore, but yeah. But then then don't have a Bachelor podcast. (laughs) And don't come on another Bachelor podcast to be interviewed because obviously what we want to talk about is The Bachelor, not your frequent flyer, Miles. I do think it's funny when people have have come on and while they're answering questions, they'll be like, oh my God, this was like five years ago. It's like, well, yeah, but what did you think I was going to ask yeah, you? Yeah, I know. But I truly, like, I feel like I've made legit friends from interviewing people on the show. Yeah, so many people have been so cool, so... I don't really have, like, an actual negative experience. Yeah, and honestly, if we're going to say Peter, it's that everyone was good, but at the bottom of the best is that one, just because we weren't able to get as much out of him as we wanted. Yeah. Because I wouldn't say it was bad. It was still a good interview. No, it wasn't, and he was so nice. He was very pleasant. Like, we really liked him. Oh, yeah, and we were joking around, and Mm -hmm. we definitely were able to ask some things that were he didn't want to be asked, but he it was nice to kind of... See him try to tiptoe around certain things. Yeah, yeah. Do you think any Bachelor Nation contestants have fake Facebooks and are in She's All Batch Facebook? Um, I didn't before, Maybe. but now you're making me... You really think? Who? Yeah, why not? I don't know. I don't think our Facebook group is big enough to really get their attention that someone would go out of their way to make a fake account to join it. But I'm like I know they all have fake accounts to lurk on Reddit and comment things on Reddit. So I'm assuming in due time, and it's very possible that they would do it for Facebook groups. That's really funny. I that's never crossed my mind, but maybe when mm-hmm. I interviewed Holly the first time, I she had said something about she's like, oh, you have a Facebook group. I want to join. Like I want to see what people say about the interview. But I don't. She's never joined. But that was the only or, person. Or or did she? I don't think she would have to lie. I think she would just tell me. Like she's not. I don't think she's being secretive. That's funny. Should Lauren have gone to Paris instead of staying home with Jason? Yeah. Duh. Yeah, that's a Hills reference, season one. Um, She's always going to be known as the girl that didn't go to Paris. And she regrets that decision. Whitney went. I love that, like, the edit of that scene, though. And it shows Whitney looking at her and she's nodding along with Lisa Love. Like, yeah, you are going to be known as the girl that didn't go to Paris. Like, calm down, Whitney. But with Lauren, so on TikTok, I've been getting a lot of Lauren Hill's TikToks. And I think TikTok knows what you're interested in. Because the more I engage or, or I watch something, TikTok serves me more of that content. And I think it's funny that now, just now people are realizing that Lauren on the Hills is not the person you should have been rooting for. I think she's done a lot of things oh, yeah. that are questionable and she was so beloved and I, th- I just think it's funny. It is really funny. I think we've just all grown up and matured and we've realized, Lauren, you're kind of a bad friend. No, I think she's absolutely ridiculous. I was always like team Heidi. I was team Kristen. I liked Lauren. Obviously she was like America's sweetheart, but... I think a lot of the choices, unless you like went by Lauren's rules, you were exiled. Oh yeah, exiled. And I think that's yes. crazy. I don't think a lot of the shit, and like it happened to everyone. Like it happened to Heidi, then it yeah. happened to Audrina, then and she, you know, she's not friends with Lo in real life now. Like they're not friends anymore. So oh, interesting. Have, so I, I feel like this is how Lauren is in real life. It wasn't just on the show. Totally. And a lot of like holier than thou. Yet she is always making mistakes, like in her love life, like. The fact that she was prioritizing being with Jason, who wasn't a good boyfriend to her at all, treated her like crap, and she's going to go 
sit in Malibu for two months as opposed to going to Paris for an amazing opportunity. And when she does it, it's fine. But if anyone else had done it, like, had that been Heidi, yeah. she would have, like, shit all over her. Be like, how dare you, well, like, prioritize Spencer and blah, 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 blah. The cattiest... One of the cattiest scenes of Lauren is when Heidi calls Lauren and says that she got the job at Bold House, which, for all we know, is not even a real conversation. Sure. But, yeah. but Heidi is so excited, and Lauren's like, wow, what could go wrong? Like, oh my god, cool. And she's so <laughs> and fucking she hangs mean. up on her. Yeah, fashion school dropout. No. I don't think that actually happened. I'm sure it was cut in a weird way. But yeah. the way they cut it to be like that she just hangs yeah. up on her in the middle of the conversation. Yeah, and then a singing fashion school dropout. It's like... Why are you being such a bitch? Your friend is excited about a job. At least she's getting to work. She has a job. Like Yeah, and she didn't have a job. But but Lauren's like, you know, I thought we moved here to go to school together. Well, okay, so you're going to have to go to school without her. So you're going to be mad at her? Like, unless people follow your rules, she got mad at everyone. Everyone. I know. You know what's funny? So I interviewed Heidi for a previous job, and she actually told me about Bolt House. And she's like, so obviously I didn't really work there. I wasn't actually working but she's like I had to physically be there though because this was the time when the hills had to portray that they were real like this was before everyone knew and Heidi's like I literally had to be there from nine to six because if someone called and asked for me or like came into the office like I had to be seen there and she's like I literally would play solitaire that's what I was about to ask what did she do on her computer well they literally show her playing solitaire on the show I think just to be funny but like I think it's so funny like she would be in like the break room, and she's like, oh my god, I'm on my third cup of coffee. Work is so hard at Bolt House. And I'm like, yeah. That's hilarious. You know what I do want to know? This actually recently came up on my TikTok. A lot of people are talking about it recently. You know the whole scene where, like, I think her name was Elodie? Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So Heidi gets the promotion over Elodie and kind of goes behind her back to do it. Like, Elodie's like, yeah, big promotion. I really want it. And then Heidi goes behind her back, and and then Heidi ends up getting it. Of course, like, not really. And it's for show purposes. Yeah, but I want to know from Elodie's perspective, like, did she know that Heidi didn't even really work here and was fake? And she was just, like, doing these scenes? Because there's a lot of scenes where they're together having conversation and Heidi's like, you know, it's, like, not personal. It's business. And she's like, yeah, of course. I just hope you'd appreciate it as much as I would have appreciated it. I'm like, was that literally all script? Or did Elodie think that Heidi worked there and had – maybe she knew Heidi didn't do, like – a full-time job but like thought she maybe did something I'm just curious yeah. the whole behind the scenes of how that was orchestrated my gut says they they didn't tell Elodie so Elodie really thinks yeah. that someone's getting choked because that's how they got the real reaction out of her she quit mm-hmm. I mean I know again, again who knows if she really quit but right I think in order to get her really mad about Heidi getting the job over her they had to and I'm sure she watches back and she's like wait this was all fake. <laughs> like, this bitch doesn't do anything. Well, it's she like, um, since all day. Audrina had said after the Hills that she thought Kristen and Justin were really together. And Kristen's like, I literally never dated him. But Audrina oh. thought it was real. So I think right. they, they purposely don't fill certain people in because that's how they mm-hmm. get the real reactions out of people. Yeah, yeah. We can have an entire Hills episode. I know. Speaking of, I'm manifesting this and putting it out into the universe. We have spoken... Back and forth a little bit with Spencer Pratt trying to get him on the podcast. Oh, and yeah. he kind of, I don't no, know. He I, said, I, he no, like, he said yes. What did he say? He has mm-hmm. said yes. And then I would follow up. Then he'd be like, oh, like next month. This month's really busy. Didn't, they just also had a baby too. So it mm-hmm. kind of was never a good time. You want to DM someone? DM Spencer. That's a good idea. Yes. That would be so good. 
because I mean I've already interviewed Heidi and she was a doll. I actually was so complimentary so I interviewed her before they've come back out and been beloved. It was like when it was still trendy to hate them and in mm -hmm. the interview I was like oh my god I'm obsessed with you. I was always team Heidi. I blah 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 and she's like wow this is so different. Usually I'm like hated on an interview so Aww. I was very I really liked talking to her, um, but I think Spencer, he had that whole TikTok series where he exposes yeah. what was real on the hills, and that's what made me reach out to him, because I'm like, it's obviously not The Bachelor, but there's like a lot of parallels. Totally. Someone writes, end of year highlights, your favorite or juiciest moments from the podcast from the past year. So that is coming in our final mm -hmm. Patreon episode. We have a superlatives episode, and we go into all of that. That is coming in like a week or so. So check it out on She's All Batch Patreon because it's gonna be a full episode of the 2022 superlatives. Woo! And I think that's enough for our pop culture ramble. I think yeah, Bachelor Nation was- Yeah, we definitely rambled. We rambled, and Bachelor Nation was dead. So we revived it. Yeah, and let us know if you guys really liked this and if you want us to talk more and expand into different areas. I'm always like, should we expand past Bachelor stuff? Love is Blind, The Hills, The Royals, I guess. Except not The Royals. I don't want to talk yeah. about them. But <laughs> but I'll talk about The Crown, the show. Yeah. I should get back into that. Okay. I'll do that. All right, so moving on to Bachelor Encounters. This segment is brought to you by Everlywell. So if you guys are thinking of a cool and unique gift to get for a family member or something, you should maybe check out Everlywell because they have a lot of different at-home medical tests that you can do. And I think it's a great way to like hint to a loved one like your Aunt Sally or your grandpa who won't get certain medical issues checked out. Like, hey, grandpa, I love you. I care about you. I really want you to be in the best health possible. So you should test these things with Everly Well to make sure that you are in the best health possible. So I think that's a really sweet gift. It's unique. No one else is going to be doing that for Secret Santa. So you might as well. Yeah, and it's the gift of health that you're giving. And I mean, that's the gift that keeps on giving. And at Everly Well, you could find 30 plus at home lab tests, vitamin supplements, and more for every person on your holiday list. So what Everly Well is, it's a digital healthcare designed for you with personalized results and accessible tools for long-term health. So like I said, there's 30 plus at home lab tests and high quality vitamins. So you'll be able to find the perfect test for you or a loved one. There are women's health tests, food sensitivity tests, celiac screening tests. Um, Jackie, you took the metabolism test. Yeah, I've taken the metabolism test and I've taken the food sensitivity test. And both were really interesting and helpful to get those results. The metabolism test basically tells you which different hormones are in your body that kind of regulate your metabolism so you can make sure that you have the right ones, that they're working properly. And the food sensitivity test... Um, let you know, not necessarily if you have allergies, but just kind of like if there's something that doesn't always necessarily sit right with you, you can try eliminating that from your diet and see if you feel differently. So I think we all have foods that we eat where we're like, mm, that wasn't the best. I don't feel like I have the best amount of like energy. I'm sluggish now. And so it's cool to get that information so you can test to figure that out. And basically how it works is Everly Well ships the product straight to you with everything you would need in one package. You do a simple and easy sample collection in the comfort of your own home. There is no driving to labs or anything like that. It's super easy in the comfort of your own home. And then you use the included prepaid shipping label to mail your test back to a certified lab. And then in a few days, you will get your physician reviewed results to your phone or computer, tablet, and then you can speak with your doctor about next steps and make a plan that works for you based on your results and your health goals. Yeah, and if you ordered vitamins and supplements, you can start adding them into your daily routine right away. It's so easy. Over 1 million people have trusted Everly Well to support their health and wellness goals, and you should too. And the gift of health has never been so easy to share than it is this holiday. So 
for our lovely listeners of She's All Batch, Everlywell is offering a discount of 20% off an at-home lab test of your choosing at everlywell.com slash she's all batch. That's everlywell.com slash she's all batch for 20% off your at-home lab test. The link for everlywell.com slash she's all batch will be in the episode descriptions. So go check them out. Okay, it is time for Bachelor Encounters. You guys know that's when you submit your personal stories of meeting Bachelor Nation in the wild. And we read about it on air. It's a good time. It's such a good time. This first one is about Zatch, our Bachelor Zatch. See, when you say Zatch, I'm like, wait, who? I know Erich, but that's because that's such a weird way to spell Eric, but that's a normal way to spell Zach. I know. know? And we'll just get DMs. People are like, you know, it's that's not how you pronounce it. I should just start being literal and being like, oh, really? I thought it was Zatch. I mean, if anyone cares that much to DM you about the pronunciation of a random person's (laughs) name, yeah, go with it. Play the bit. Okay, so this person says, hey, Stephanie, I have a literal bachelor encounter. Great. I went out with my brother and sister this past Friday, 12-2, to an event at the Avalon in Hollywood, California called Imanite. Imanite. And we had just gotten a round of drinks and went to the main dance floor. As we were singing, my sister turns to me and asks if the guy standing behind us is from The Bachelor. I look over and it's Zach Shaw. Isn't his name Shaw Cross? Yeah, it's Shaw People don't even know his name. (laughs) This is what I'm saying. Okay, and it's Zach Shaw, our next Bachelor. I was surprised to just see him out in the open. He was kind of on these steps, so was a bit elevated and just off to the side. It took me a second to believe it was him, so my brother told me to ask him if he was Zach. I went up to him and asked, are you Zach? He politely nodded and said yes. I asked if my sister and I could get a picture. His guy friend took our picture, and I didn't know what to say after, so I just started small talk about how I used to live in Irvine, a city in Orange County where his hometown is, which is a random fact I remembered from watching him on The Bachelorette. Wow, that's a very good memory. It's amazing that you remembered that, because we were like, yeah, he's from the Midwest or something. <laughs> Not no even clue. close. He gives Midwest vibes. Okay, continue. He responded with how he has family that lives there too. I said thank you and that was it. He was very nice, handsome, and seemed very nonchalant at the event. Well, it's nice to know that he's cool in person yeah I mean like we said we don't have high hopes for his season but I believe that he's a nice guy and we'll get to know him and we're hoping for the best here and his name is Zach Shawcross for people that we should start knowing his actual name and again I'm not holding Zach to save the season I think ABC needs to cast a really good group of girls that know what they're doing and Zach will just be along for the ride I don't think the season is on his back All right, the next one is about Ben Flanick. I have an encounter back in 2012 with The Bachelor at the time, Ben Flanick. Because he was The Bachelor, he was taking advantage of the attention he was getting and promoting his personal wine business. He had three to four stops on his tour, and the Kroger in Bloomfield Hills was one of them. I had no idea why. It was so random. Fun for me, though, because I lived 10 minutes away. I got there, and there was a line out the door where they handed out the first 50 of us got roses. Once I got in, I was handed a bottle of his wine and had to stand in another line for him to sign it. When I told the person managing the event that I don't drink, and I was hoping to just meet Ben and get a picture with him, as everyone else was doing, the girl rolled her eyes at me and told me if I wasn't buying wine, I couldn't meet him or get a picture. I was surprised at her reaction. I just ended up taking a picture of Ben from afar instead of with him. Lame, but I didn't know what else to do. I'll see if I could dig up the photo for you. P.S. I absolutely love your guys' podcast and listen religiously every week. You guys are the best. Oh, also, my random fact for my encounter, when I didn't get my picture with Ben F., 
I went and bought a bag of Fritos and said to at least make my trip to Kroger's worth something. I love you for yeah, that. Yeah, love Fritos. Shout out Fritos. Sponsor us. Um, that girl's so rude for saying, like, just because you don't want to literally hold a wine bottle and get it signed by Ben, you can't, like, wait in line just like everybody else and meet him and get a picture. That's bizarre and not fair. But also what she should have done is just, be- like, if you don't drink, fine. But get the bottle of wine, wait in line, get it signed, get your picture, and then just give the bottle of wine to someone else on your way out and don't take it. But I think you have to pay for it. That's what they wanted. Oh, um, I see. He was trying to get wine sales. Maybe then just pay for it. How badly do you want the picture? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, no, but I think it's, I agree that it's lame of him. You're having this at a Kroger's that sells your right. wine. So you're getting foot traffic in the door. If people don't want to buy the wine, there's tons of other people that are buying the wine. So mission accomplished. Right. I know. It would have been nice for them to just take the picture with a girl. I mean, I guess like if we compare it to like a book signing, you don't get to take a picture with Nick at his book signing unless you buy the book. It's kind of the same no, thing. No, I understand. I just think there's there should be ways around it. But they're really tricky with that. I went to a wine signing over the summer with Lisa Vanderpump. It was her wine or whatever. And they are tricky. They do make you go check out with the bottle of wine first. Then you bring your receipt back around and get in line for her to sign it. So they do really like ensure that you're buying this wine, not just like holding it. That's crazy. And think about how much they're getting paid then because she's getting paid probably to be there a percentage from the wine sales and then she's getting paid to be mm-hmm. there. It was a family event. Um, Ken was there. Her daughter was there. Her daughter's husband, their baby. It was a whole thing. Wow. Wine for everyone of all, all ages. All ages. The baby too. All right. Well, those are the Bachelor Encounters we have for this week. If you have a Bachelor Encounter, go ahead and submit it at She's All Batch on Instagram. Also stay tuned for the full Bachelor Encounter episode coming to She's All Batch Patreon in January. Don't miss Woo! it. Oh my god, is that Holly in the background? How is she doing? Yeah, she's just lounging over there. Um, She's doing so good. I mean, she's the cutest, best, easiest dog in the world. We went to the park the other day. Um, She's making lots of friends. She's thriving. I have always wanted to do some sort of DNA test with her, even though she's a purebred dog, so I know she's a cavalier, but they also have DNA tests that do screenings for health issues and stuff. And because purebred dogs are known to have health issues, I've always wanted to do one. And recently I just did an Embark one and it was so, so amazing. Yeah, up top we'd like to thank EmbarkVet.com for supporting She's All Batch and helping out dogs like Holly. And we encourage our listeners to check out EmbarkVet.com to get free shipping and save $65 off with promo code She's All Batch. And we're gonna tell you all about that DNA kit right now. So Embark is such an amazing tool for dog owners. It screens more than 215 genetic health risks across 350 breeds. So that's more breeds tested than any other dog DNA test in the market. It really is the best in the industry. And so I told you guys a little bit the other week about how I did this for my dog Holly. And while we obviously knew she's 100% cavalier, we also found out that she is genetically at risk for IVDD, which is a disease that I didn't even really know anything about before doing this test, which obviously like, you know, you get that email back and it definitely was upsetting and concerning. But once I kind of, you know, got my bearings, I spoke with our vet about it and she seemed to not be that worried as long as we're always like monitoring Holly to see if she's showing any signs of this disease. And then as soon as she does, we can step in with treatment. So as long as you're like there to catch it early, it really shouldn't be an issue. And I wouldn't have even known about it had I not taken this test for her. But now we're totally prepared and we start seeing signs. We'll immediately do a treatment and she'll be good because it really can only get bad if you wait long and don't diagnose it properly. So now we know exactly what to look for and she will be healthy and happy forever. Yeah, well knowledge is power. So if you know what to Mm -hmm. look for and you know what to keep an eye out for, 
you could be on top of it. That's really cool to have that peace of mind. And I think this is a really cool gift to either gift for yourself, gift for your dog. Like if you're looking yeah. to get your dog, instead of like a squeak toy, get your dog this DNA kit and be able to provide him or her with information. I know you're providing it for yourself, but like you're also doing it for the health of your dog, which is cool. Well, and something that your dog would really enjoy is they also connect you to relatives of your dog. Oh, yeah. So you can kind of meet up with like a brother or sister or a distant uncle or aunt. And I just think that would be really fun. I always wonder if Holly, if she ever met one of like her litter mates, would recognize them and like get really excited. So with Embark, we can look for some of her siblings and maybe try to do a play date or something if they're in the area. Yeah, so this is just information that you need if you are a dog owner because 72% of pup parents are puzzled when it comes to their dog's breed. It's time to end those guessing games. So this holiday season, give the dog lover in your life something they won't expect, the chance to decode their dog. It's the perfect time to shop for an Embark dog DNA test. And right now, Embark has a limited time offer on their breed and health kit and purebred kit for She's All Batch listeners. Go to EmbarkVet.com and you can get free shipping and save $65 if you use promo code She's All Batch. Visit EmbarkVet.com and use code She's All Batch to save $65 and get free shipping today. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. So we are in mid-December now, which means uh, the holidays are quickly approaching and that can be an amazing time for some people, but for a lot of people, it's a really difficult time. You know, whether it's loneliness or family issues that are coming to the surface or just flat out depression. So if you or you know someone who struggles this time of year specifically, I highly encourage you guys to reach out to BetterHelp. It's an amazing service to get the help that you need if you are struggling. Yeah, at betterhelp.com, you'll be matched with the professional, affordable, discreet therapist so quickly. And it's it's really given me peace mm-hmm. of mind knowing that if something stressful occurs in my day-to-day, I can make a note to bring it up to my BetterHelp therapist instead of dwelling on it by myself all day. Or if it's something dire, I can literally reach out to my therapist through their chat on the BetterHelp portal, which is nice to know that like if I needed to send a message to my therapist, I can on the spot. And I think one of the biggest deterrents of people reaching out to a therapist, even when they know that they could probably benefit from the help is that it's so difficult to find one that works with you and your insurance and BetterHelp takes all of that work out of it for you. So you can just log onto their site and check the issues that you want to work on and they will immediately match you with someone who specializes in those categories. So it's really helpful. Yeah, and with BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality that you would expect from an in-office therapist, but you get the ability to communicate when and how you want. So if you're someone that doesn't wanna leave home or you only wanna do video chat or phone chat or texting, all of that is available at BetterHelp. And we have a special offer for She's All Batch listeners. You guys can get 10% off your first month of services by going to betterhelp.com slash she's all batch. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P dot com slash she's all batch. And start feeling better today. Hi guys, I am here with Mikey Planeta. You know him from Katie Thurston's season of The Bachelorette and he has joined me today to chat about his time on the show. Hi Mikey, how are you? I'm doing good today. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. The first question I always usually ask people is, how did you even end up on the show in the first place? (laughs) Uh, You know, it's funny. I had actually got reached out to about four years prior and I thought it was a joke. Like I just never, I wasn't, I'm not like a big social media guy. I wasn't really like checking messages, but I did see the message and I just never responded because I thought it was a joke. And, uh, over the next like four years, I had multiple shows reach out. 
Um, not the not the same. It was kind of like Amazing Race and random ones like that. And I was like, well, that'd be cool. Maybe that. Wait, so all these shows are reaching out to you? That's kind for, of crazy. Literally, I know for like, and I just, I still to this day don't know why. Like, I, I, I can't answer that question why they found me. Uh, I asked one of the producers when we were, when we were filming, I was like, how do you guys like buy, she's like, they probably saw you in a tag photo or something. So I just kind of kept getting reached out to, and then, mm-hmm. um, I think it was February 20, no, it was November, 2021. I had four shows reach out in about, uh, no, this was February, 2021. I had four shows reach out in about 10 days. And I was like, all right, God, like, do you want me to go on a show and make it clear? <laughs> I think you need to go on a TV I, show. Yeah, they're making it yeah, very clear. Yeah. And I was like, okay, like, if just make it clear. And literally the next day, The Bachelorette reached out again. And I was like, you know what? Um, let's just go through the interviews. I was like, there's no way, like, I'm going to. And, and I wasn't saying that lacking confidence. I just was like, I just don't think someone like me is going to be able to um, make it through the interviews just because I'm pretty outspoken about my faith and things like that. So I was like, I just don't really see it happening. And then, uh, come to find out I was the last ad. And three weeks later I was sitting in quarantine prepping for the season. That is so crazy. <laughs> what a wild story. I, what does your Instagram look like that you're getting all of these TV shows reaching out to you via DMS? Like, are you, I, is it like influencer E? I don't know no. how to find these people. No. And the funniest part is like, uh, the funniest part is it was on private for so long. And then, um, I actually moved to Kauai for a little bit for like, uh, mm-hmm. five or six months. Nice. And so I was like always shirtless cause I was in the water. So maybe it was, you know, I looked like a tool and it was like, Hey, you know, this, this guy would be up for something like this. Uh, but I think for me, honestly, I took it as like, does my profile just like scream that I need a date? Like what is going on? So, I mean, cause it was all like, most of them were dating shows. So yeah, no, it was nothing out of the norm. It was just, you know, pictures of like, you know, me traveling, me hanging out with my family, friends mm-hmm. and posting pictures of dogs. That's all it was. That's so funny. It's interesting. You say though, too, that like you thought the show might not be interested in you because you are more outspoken about your faith. And at the yeah. time on the show, you were um, like your whole plot line was kind of about your virginity and stuff, which is interesting mm-hmm. you say that because I feel like the show usually likes stuff like that. Like they like to have some sort of virginity plot line that they can throw in. What was that like though on your end of it? Like, did they ever discuss that with you that that was going to be something that was discussed on the show or how did they even find out something so personal like that? Like what was that whole situation like? Yeah. So, um, it was actually a, I think it was the interview with like the, um, I think it was like my third or fourth interview. And they asked me, they were like, are you a, and mind you, I had never seen the show. So I didn't know mm-hmm. that these would even be storylines. I had never seen right. any, anything, anything. So going into an interview, they're like, so like, are you like a Christian or are you like a Christian Christian? And I was like, no, like, like that's who I am. And they're like, so like waiting till marriage type of Christian. And I was like, yeah, I am. And uh, then they just started, you know, kind of asking questions on there. And I, and, and anybody that knows me, like I'm just an open book and, and mm-hmm. I just, I answered all the questions. And I think that was something that's, that's where it kind of uh, uh, came out. And, and, you know, that's, it's, it's who I, it's, that's, and this is what's so funny. I think the storyline is everyone like was, mm-hmm. was waiting until marriage. She's, that's his storyline. And anybody that knows me, they say, no, that's not who he is it's just something that he's chosen to do 
for reasons. And I think that essentially was the storyline. Um, but if that was shown, I think, but if you would have seen how it actually happened on the show, um, you would have seen that it was more so me discussing the why to what I was doing and not just, this is who I am, you know? Yeah. That's what I was going to ask. Like if you realized while filming it, that that was going to be a prominent part of your storyline or were you surprised when that was more what they focused on versus I'm sure you had lots of other conversations with Katie about a plethora of other things. Did you realize like at the time, that's kind of how they were framing it or how did you feel at the moment? Yes. And here's why. So would have gone differently. I would have, I would have maybe said, and I'll explain real quick, but if it would have gone differently the first night, I maybe would have been like, okay, there's, there's a chance where we can develop other conversations. Then maybe later down the road, that conversation will come out. That's not how it happened. The first night, in fact, the only time I talked to her was when I got out of the limo and said, hi. And then I did not get to speak to her the rest of the night. And then, you know, then I get my rose. And then that was the second time where it was like, Hey, you know, thank you. And then I go back, but I had no other conversation with her. And at the time I was like, man, this is really odd that I wouldn't get a chance to talk to this girl. Mm-hmm. And in my mind, I'm like, why would a girl keep somebody that she hasn't talked to? Uh, so I just figured at that point, you know, it's kind of like, well, it is what it is. You know, I, I don't mind if I go home. I didn't even get a chance to talk to her. And then the first group date I was on was the sex date. And that's when it all made sense. I was like, okay, there's a lot of this that's directed at me as well. And, and at first thinking that I was like, don't be vain. Like that's not, this date's not directed to you. This isn't all about you. Uh, and then looking back at how it was shown, it was like, no, that was, that was, no, that was 100% that was, for you. <laughs> yeah. 100%. And not only that, but there was reasons why I was not able to talk to her in the beginning because I'm very open and that's not a conversation. I'm like, I'm a virgin. I just want to talk about this. It, I, I think if it would have been, if it would have came up, you know, cause it was a sex positive season. If it would have came up in conversation, I wouldn't, have, I wouldn't have hid, you know, what I was, what I was trying to do. Um, so I think that was part of the reason why I probably didn't get a chance to talk to her the first night. So that kind of showed that way that our very first con- my very first conversation right. with Katie was on that stage. And it, right. and it just so happened to where my hand was forced where I was like, isn't the first conversation I want to have with you, but this is how it's going to go. So if it's going to go like this, then I need to just tell you my why and be honest. Yeah. And and that doesn't even surprise me after we've talked to so many different contestants and stuff and just hearing, you know, how they kind of plan these things out. Like, of course, that's what they did. Of course, they didn't really (laughs) let you talk to her night one and then set up this date where that has to be the first conversation you have with her. How does that feel though? In the moment, like at the, in the moment, do you realize like what they're doing? Cause I've talked to a lot of contestants that are like, at the time you think the producers are your friends and then it's not till after watching you're like, oh, wait, I was kind of being like put in a situation here or they were setting up this storyline to be this. But were you mm-hmm. kind of putting the pieces together as it was happening? Yeah. Um, yes. But also mm-hmm. I, knew, I knew. I don't know why I had a gut feeling. I'm somebody that and I'm not, I'm not a suspicious person. I'm just a realistic person. And I understand this is a business. I understand that there's a show to be made. So I understand yeah. that they're not going to be my friend. If it means the business, they're going to go for the business. And that is a successful business. I get it. Uh, so I wasn't expecting anyone to go out of their way to make me feel comfortable. I knew as soon as I walked into that date, and 
we walk in in the dark room and there's a you know porno blasting over the sound system mm -hmm. i was like yeah i know what i'm walking into here and i knew that it was like i was on my own and there was nobody that was going to save me in that um which is why it's so funny i think a lot of people want to retreat to their producer or retreat to their friends and be like what do mm -hmm. i do do i panic and you see that in itms a lot and to each their own like everybody processes differently mine i remember exactly what i said i remember walking in there and there's like you know, we walk in, it's pitch dark. There's a porno blasting over the sound system. All of a sudden the light shines on the stage and there's a, there's a bed with handcuffs. And I remember, it's so funny. Everyone thought that I was like rattled mm -hmm. and I wasn't. I remember in that moment I looked up and I was like, all right, God, like, I don't care if I get embarrassed here. I don't care what goes on. As long as I stay true to who I am. And as long as I stay true to what you were calling me to step into, you have me here for a reason. I was like, let's do it. And I think from there, um, something where I actually moved with confidence. And it's so funny, you know, anybody that knows me knows I'm probably, and I don't brag about this because I don't think it's something to brag about of not being the most emotional person. So I think there's beauty in that, but I'm not the most emotional person. And, and after the first part of the date, they took me an ITM and I was back there and I remember they're like, you don't have to do this. And, and I remember thinking, I was like, I'm not like a coward. I was like, I'm not intimidated by this. Like, I'll do this. But I was like, I just need, you know, like guidance. You know, I need to, I need to just like, I was like, give me like 15 minutes. I just need to talk to God and like figure out what I need to do. But here's the craziest part about it. What got me emotional. Um, I teared up for like, it, they made it look like it was like a minute, but I teared up for like 15 seconds. And I remember it was because I, it was like the first time I was thinking about really in depth, like, make my future wife proud in this moment i want her to look at me in this moment be like i'm so proud that you stood in who you were and trust like the character that i had and it got it got me teared up and i was like oh shoot like and then um and then i just you know i wrote the letter and i was like just tell her your why tell her why why totally. you know and then it, and then if she accepts it great if she doesn't you're okay you're still you and then it ended up you know that's what ended up happening and it ended up being a beautiful thing mm-hmm yeah. Um, did you ever see Katie as your potential future wife or what was your relationship like that maybe we didn't see on screen? You know, that's always an interesting question I get. And, and here's one thing I'll say about Katie. Katie and I always respected each other. So any moment that we showed up for each other, we respected each other. There was never, uh, you know, there was there was never any judgment. It was always just like, because we were authentically showing up for who we are. And I, and that's one thing I've always respected about Katie people in my life. All I care about is that they show up as who they are and I can live with that. And I can, um, you know, I can navigate conversations and I can, I can have the conversations to potentially build a foundation. And that's something that we did. Ultimately, I don't think her and I had near enough time to even get to those uh, mm -hmm. areas. I was mostly on group dates. And then, you know, I had my one-on-one -on -one at the end, um, which was so funny how it was portrayed and what actually happened like her and i oh i would i would time. love to know if it was different from how it was portrayed uh, and how it actually happened because that is one of my questions to talk about that date yeah <laughs> yeah and i'll get to that with that question okay. but we we um we respected each other and that was one thing i think her and i you know we had conversations post-show and it was just like you know hey i appreciate you know maybe it wouldn't have worked and and it probably wouldn't have because our mm -hmm. you know our lives were probably going in different directions 
But that's one thing that I always get frustrated with people about is just because sometimes life's going in different directions, it doesn't mean that you can't create a space to respect somebody. Um, and that was one thing that I think both her and I did. So yeah, long-term, would it probably have worked? No. Um, but you never know. And why would you write off the opportunity to build a foundation off of respect to see where it goes? And that's ultimately totally. what I was doing. Yeah. When I'm backing up a little bit, but when, before you were like brought onto Katie season and you're either quarantining or whatever, like, when did you find out that Katie was the bachelorette? Cause your season was interesting. Cause there was like two bachelorettes at the same time. There was like Michelle and then yeah. they did Katie season or did they do Katie before Michelle? They did Katie, I think. And then Michelle. Um, yeah. So what did you guys think it could be one of them two, or did, were you guys totally in the dark of who your lead was going to be? So I think talking to the other guys, uh, we were in the dark. I think some guys may have had a better idea if they watched it, but you got to remember, mm -hmm. I had never seen it. So even if I was told who it was, right, I didn't know the backstory. Yeah. And it's so funny when I was going through my interviews, they're like, don't watch it, don't watch it, don't watch it. And I actually, I, I agreed with that because you know, in today's culture, I feel like we're all detectives. We know everything about everybody before we go on dates. And, and I just wanted to go into something like, what I feel like our parents went through where they, they organically meet and they don't know anything about each other. So I just didn't want to know anything. So the first, the first moment I knew who it was, uh, really when I walked out of limbo, I was like, That's okay, so, this is so this crazy is to is. me. <laughs> Insane. Yeah. Um, did you have any, Oh, you had said you'd never seen the show. I was like, cause normally I think if people have seen the show, they ask like, Oh, who do you want it to be? And they kind of try to figure that out. Yeah. But since you hadn't seen it, um, let's talk about the cuddling date. What <laughs> was that like for you? in real life versus what we saw on screen. Cause obviously like it was very awkward watching yeah. it as a viewer. Um, and I think a lot of us were just like, why is this a date? This is so strange. Like I'm confused, yeah. but what was your experience like? You know, um, it's kind of funny. Uh, one of my buddies who's also on the show, he was a East coast guy and he texted me before that date and was like, don't watch this. He's like, they, he's like, knowing you, I know this is not what happened. And he's like, don't mm -hmm. watch this. So to be honest with you, like, I still have never fully, um, I've seen like a two minute clip, three minute clip, but I've never, I never watched that episode. In fact, I only watched about four out of our, I think eight oh, okay. that I was on. Um, but here's what I will tell you. You walk into that date and you're like, okay, well, this is weird. Like, why is this, you know, if this is our one-on-one, -on -one, why is this something? And, and I'm not stupid. I know why I was put on that date. You know, it's to create something that's maybe going to make it awkward. But again, I think the where they missed the mark was that Katie and I had shown up for each other and we'd respected each other. And we could not stop laughing because I think we were in the situation where we had like this cuddle master telling us mm -hmm. all these positions and about all this and <laughs> And Katie's like whispering in my ear. She's like, gosh, this is ridiculous. And it's like, we're, we're going back and forth, just dying laughing. So I think it really was one of those moments where we didn't really play into what was going on. We were just having fun with it. And we were, we were uh, just kind of joking and just showing up for each other. It's like, okay, we're both put in an awkward situation. Let's just make light of this and have fun with it. Um, yeah. And that's kind of how the day went. And, and I think, you know, I'll let it, I'm, I don't speak for Katie. Katie can speak for herself and, and say how it went for her. But uh, I mean, we had for, for what we were throwing into or thrown into, we had a great time. Um, and then it's so funny. 
that conversation that actually said, you know, the, I guess the remind you of my mom comment is what was actually happening was, is I told her, I was like, I have three sisters. And I told her, I said, you know, you're a mixture of all the women in my life. I was like, I see so many different characteristics Mm -hmm. in you that are in all three of them. And I was like, you know, you remind me of my mom because you're empathetic. You're sweet. I was like, you remind me of my other sister because you're tough. You're strong. You remind me of my other sister because of this, because of that. And, and Katie was actually like, that was so sweet. You were, you were showing, cause she didn't know all these things about me and my family. And I was just praising her about like how she was as a human and how she showed up for all of us. And that was where, where that kind of came from. And obviously that's not how it was shown. And, and to be honest with you, like, I don't even care because I know who right. I am. I know how it went. I don't need um, validation from the world of saying like how it actually went. Um, and it, and it, you know, it, it is what it is, you know, and that, and that just shows like, for me, that was something that was when it was showed that way. Uh, it was validation that, you know, that was like me being okay, I, I'm done with the franchise. I don't need to be a part of it anymore. And it has nothing. My feelings aren't hurt. I'm not mad. It's just I, I take people at what they do. And, uh, you know, that was kind of the moment for me. I, if you would have asked me prior to that airing, I would have been like, it was an amazing experience. And it was still to this day, I will never I will never say that it wasn't a great experience because it was. Um, but you take people at what they do and how they portray. And, and I get it. Business is business. Uh, but I'm and I guarantee Katie could, you know, she would agree with this. But we both knew what happened. And it was it, we had fun for the situation yeah. we were put in. We had a great time, you know. Yeah. Um, so you say you, after that moment aired, you were more or less done with the franchise. Were you asked to be on Paradise at all? Yeah. So it's so funny that um, I'm still like dressed in like all the white linen looking like John the mm-hmm. Baptist. And, and they're like, we got the perfect girl for you for for Paradise. And I remember saying like, I said, let me it? get home. Did they first. tell you the name of who they were trying to set you up with? Yeah, well, they didn't tell me, but they hinted, and uh, and they hinted uh, at no, no comment on that. No. But it, oh but no, it, but it, I, I'm so I curious. Think people, I think people could guess. Um, uh, at that was it point. Madison Pruitt? It was, but I mean, okay. you know, that's that. You know, I don't. You know, she's happily right, married right. now, and I don't. Yeah, no, of course. That, I mean, it's just yeah. them putting an idea together, but I could see them wanting that to play out on the beach. Okay, yeah. interesting, cool. Yeah. That's kind of, like I said, I'm somebody where I don't, don't get hurt. I know who I am. I know what I stand for. Uh, and I know that, you know, Katie and I respect each other in that moment. So, yeah. Totally. Yeah. It seems like you guys like built a, at least like a pretty solid friendship. Would you say that's true? Yeah, totally. And it's so funny. You know, people, I think people in the beginning probably would have expected the opposite. And for her and I, uh, like I said, I, my big thing is if, if, if you truly say that you love people, then you have to show up and you have to respect people. Mm-hmm. And I, I know for a fact she did that for me. I hope she felt the same back, but I know that she did that for me. And that's why, you know, we'll always have, you know, that love for each other friendship wise um, and respect, I hope, you know. Totally. Yeah. So we have messaged with Katie a bunch like we like her a lot we would love to get her on our podcast but obviously she's still in contract and they keep extending her contract like because we've messaged her several times and we're like when are you out and she'll be like this date and then that date comes and she's like oh they extended me they extended me do you know since you were like on that season do you know why they are 
continuing to extend her contract because they don't do that to any other lead. We've had plenty of other leads on our show. Why are they keeping yeah. this girl silent? Uh, if I had to guess, it's because um, Katie's not afraid to you know speak about what actually goes on. If I yeah. had to guess, I don't know. I'm not mm-hmm. in constant communication with Katie with that. And I don't know the other leads. So my my opinion may not be the best, but if I had to guess, it's because they know that Katie doesn't bite her tongue on things. Yeah, I guess I'm just wondering if there was like something specific on the season that they wouldn't want her to be talking about, or is it just the general? I I think it's on? probably, if I had to guess, it's probably everything, but I may be wrong. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm probably in the dark like that, like you are. I can only speak to what I know I went through and what I know my buddies went through. Um, but if I had to guess, that's probably why, you know? Yeah. Speaking of buddies, I know you and Greg are very close from your season and, and you and Andrew are close. Like you guys are all hanging out yeah. and always posting pictures together, which we do love to see. Um, were you surprised? Well, first question, did he stand out as Greg? Did he stand out as a front runner, like from the beginning or kind of like as an outsider watching their relationship grow? What was your understanding of how him and Katie were together? Well, the the funny so Drew can actually, I call Andrew Drew. Drew could actually vouch for this. Like, okay. And Drew, Drew makes this joke all the time. Greg was like one of the last ones to come in that night. So no one really saw him. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, you know, when the first impression rose came out, we see him get the rose. And I think everyone was like, wait, I didn't even see this guy. Where'd he come from? But from that moment on, 100%, like I, talked to to him when he got off the show Mm -hmm. I was genuinely shocked that um that like he wasn't engaged so I think it's uh with that I thought he would have won um just from the you know I'm I'm very observant you know I I just watch everything and I was taking everything in and you can tell when somebody has a connection and when they don't and he was one where I definitely was like oh they 100% have a connection and good for them, you know, and I, I think he definitely throughout the season, everybody could could say that they they would say definitely there was a connection. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, He has said on some podcasts that like once he got home, he kept expecting Katie to text him or reach out or something. And then he found out that she was then engaged to Blake. Did you talk to him during this period or like what was his state like when he got off the show? I know you said that you were really shocked to see him not engaged yeah. off the show. Um, you know, I never actually really discussed that stuff with him. I just wanted to, I just really wanted to process other life with him. And, and we, and I'm honestly not trying to dodge a question. We, no, sure, sure. we yeah. yeah, we genuinely just talked about regular life and uh, I let him kind of process through what he needed to go through on his own. And if he wanted to bring it up, he would bring it up. And if he didn't, he didn't. And that's kind of the conversations that we had on those topics, at least. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of let him process that how he needed to. Yeah, that makes sense. Being a good friend. Um, you were also a victim of Katie's 12 Days of Messy. You were one of the songs that she had picked. Um, yeah, I never all, saw all it. What your... was the Wait. song? Oh, shoot. I should look up which one yours was. I think yours was Holy Ground because you're religious. I think that was like kind of what people were assuming was like the meaning behind that. But 
obviously like she got a lot of people's attention with this 12 days of messy and all of us as viewers were expecting her to like make the last one like something about greg all too well by taylor swift or something big which didn't end up happening this she ended up announcing her relationship with john hershey through that but i'm curious because you guys are all friends was there a group chat going on of you guys being like guys katie's assigning taylor Swift songs to all of us like what is happening here not that i remember honestly i think uh that point um like i said i didn't even see that what mine was and was drew assigned and like justin i have to double check because i remember michael a was in there um yeah it, it so that just shows like it wasn't it wasn't like a topic Andrew must have been in one like because how could he not he was such a big part of that season too i'm literally about yeah. to Google. i should have done this before our interview but <laughs> Haiti first in 12 days of messy. is like a big topic of conversation with us, I think, for us. Because um, wasn't this like, uh, was this last year when this was going this on? This was, yeah, yeah. Wow, crazy. Time yeah. has been flying. But yeah. Okay, so Blake's was, oh, we are never, ever getting back together. Um, okay. Oh, Andrew got one. He got Run by Taylor Swift. I don't know if you're a Taylor Swift fan, so this might mean nothing to you, these songs. Nah, yeah, um, really. Okay, so Andrew did get one. We are confirming. Aaron and James, Thomas, you got Mikey. Yeah, you got Holy Ground. I was right. Brendan, who I don't even remember. Michael A. Alright, well, we don't need to read yeah. all of them. We all remember we were there. But, um, okay, yeah, interesting. Um, I have to ask one more question about your friends. What are your thoughts about Greg now being with Victoria? Have you talked to him since, or did you talk to him before they got together? That's a big topic in Bachelor yeah. Nation right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, here's the thing with my friends: like, if they're happy, you know, I'm happy. I yeah. personally haven't i've I haven't met Victoria in person, um, but I, you know, I genuinely just want my 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 friends to be happy, and if he's happy, I'm happy for them. And they seem to be happy. You know, I, each time I've talked to him, you know, he's, he's doing great. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's my opinion on it. You know, it's something where yeah. as long as my buddies are in a relationship that, you know, with a girl that's treating them right. And, you know, it's a respectful relationship and they're, uh, you know, they're, they're high character men in those relationships. That's all I care about. You know, I, I don't watch the show, so it's hard for me to even know what was going on and, I think those guys would be, you know, better guys to to answer those questions. But for me, as long as he's happy, you know, I'm happy. Yeah, because it has been yeah. very messy. But if you don't watch the show, then yeah, it's yeah, it's a whole thing. I think I know the answer to this question. But would would you ever go back on the show again? No, I wouldn't. I think uh, I'm in the next chapter of my mm -hmm. life here. But here's but here's what I'll say. I think this is where I want to make this very clear. I don't say this as I'll never do this because it's this and that. No, I, I had a great experience on the show. Edit and all, whatever. Like that doesn't matter to me. I had a great experience on the show. I met some of my really close friends. I've met incredible people. I've met, you know, people through social media that have been incredible. I've had some amazing experiences. Uh, I think that that race is run for me. And I think it would, it would literally, and when I say this, it would literally have to take them showing me exactly who the girl was. And I would have to vet through it myself to see mm -hmm. if this was somebody that could potentially be, you know, my person. 
And if that was brought to me where it was overwhelmingly obvious, I had to meet this girl, I, to be honest with you, I'd probably try to do that on my own. Um, but if that was the case, that's the only way, uh, I just don't see that happening and that's okay. And, and I think, um, I'm getting to a point in my life, like I genuinely want to, you know, get married and, and have kids and meet, you know, just, you know, my wife. And I, and I think, uh, I think I'm going to have to go about that on my own. And, and there's, there's something beautiful about that, you know? For sure. I think, I think I have a good hunch. You're probably not going to meet your wife on a reality TV <laughs> show, especially the bachelor. Um, I so will what- say though, I will say though, it is perfect circumstances. I do think it can happen. Uh, sure. No, I coming mean- from me. I think it can happen. Totally. I mean, we have seen some couples get lucky and, 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 find themselves in a situation on that show and have it's worked out for them and they were married and happy for years. So it definitely can happen for sure. It's just a rarity. Um, so what does your life look like now? What are you up to? What are your, what's like your next chapter after this show? Yeah, great question. I mean, this last year, uh, well, when, I mean, uh, I've been with, you've seen, I've been with my buddies a lot. We've been traveling and it's really interesting. I think, you know, again, I didn't know how much of a following the show had until we got out the show and people were like, wait, you're what? And I'm like, mm-hmm. wait, you guys, that many people watch it. So yeah. it's been an adjustment. It's, it's been, you know, fun. I, I, I'm a big sports guy. I was an athlete. Uh, I know Drew was as well. Um, and all the other guys, we, we go to a bunch of different sporting events. We actually have such an incredible event coming up uh, in January that we're super excited about. Um, with with sports it'll be amazing um so yeah my life has been I think this past year was more me saying yes to everything um sense of just you know things that'll probably not come around again and uh just saying yes to it and I've, I've had amazing experiences with that I still have my gym where I train and and I have my athletes and I do those things I've had to scale it back more just because I've been gone so much but I think um, I would say maybe a few more months of uh, traveling and doing things like that because I love to travel and then um, really starting to kind of hit my stride with where I want to, um, whether I want to like blow up my gym and make it, you know, uh, online or, or things like that because I've had a lot of requests for that or if I want to uh, step into something else. That's something that I've just been, you know, praying a lot about and asking a lot of my friends, um, you know, for their advice and their opinions, what they think too. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at now. Um, and then also just like I said, I think meeting just an incredible woman and, and, um, you know, starting a family and and things like that. Those are things that I've always, always had on my radar. I think if you would ask me a long time ago, I would have said it probably would have happened a little earlier, but I trust the fact that, you know, my time will come and when it does, uh, I'll be ready. And I, and I'm, I'm glad that, I've had the chance to mature as well because I needed to mature a lot as a man. And I feel like the last at least five years have been big for me. And I think I'm getting closer and closer and closer. So I'm excited to see where it goes, you know? Um, and I'm excited to, to meet, meet my, uh, my potential wife out there. So, yeah. yeah. So where can the ladies slide into the DMS if they <laughs> are interested? What is that Instagram handle? Well, I mean, Okay, first question. I, I, are the DMs open? Are are you open to considering a DM? They are. 
I'm not the most social media savvy guy. Okay. So there's, there's a lot that I do miss, but um, yeah, I never say no to how things can happen. I think All God's right. got a Ladies, really you heard it here I, first. At what yeah. is your handle? At Mikey Planeta. <laughs> Planeta. Yeah. Yep. So we'll see. Okay. I, I never say no to if it's the right person. I don't care how she how she finds me. Mm-hmm. That we find each other, you know. <laughs> Perfect. Well, thank you for taking the time to chat with me. I really appreciate it. Um, and we'll be in touch soon. Yeah, for sure. I appreciate you taking the time too. And that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear, stop what you're doing and go rate us five stars and go write a nice review. We are 4.6 out of five on Apple. Let's get it up to 4.7. How many five-star reviews can we get and get it up to 4.7? I don't know. The let's, possibilities let's try. are endless. Yes, let's, manifest let's do it. it. <laughs> yeah, leave a good review. Hopefully it's a nice one. Even if it's not a nice one, make it constructive at least. Don't make it like, this sucks. Wait, tell me what we can do better, please. No, no. While we're on the topic, if we're really going to air it out, since I know only the diehards will make it this far anyway, what really pisses mm-hmm. me off with the reviews, and I've started sprinkling and, and reading them a little bit now because it's literally been a year since I stopped. So, like, yeah. it doesn't scare me as much anymore, and I'll go. I have seen things that I don't like, but, like, they're for the most part they're very nice what I don't get is people that are like one star and then they'll be like I don't agree with your take on blah 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 and I'm like right so you're gonna rate the entire podcast one star because you didn't agree with a sentence I said like I just couldn't imagine the only way I would like go out of my way to rate a podcast negatively is if like the overall quality of the podcast was bad. Well, that's why, like, you have to take it with a grain of salt. Someone wrote, Stephanie should host the podcast by herself. And I was like, okay, that's fine. But, like, tell me what I can do better, people. Why do you hate me? Let me know. Give a girl some constructive feedback, you know? Go give Jackie some love in the reviews because that's not true. And (laughs) You don't have to do that. I'm just saying, like, if you're going to say something bad, tell people what they can do better, you know? You don't have to say you like me if you don't like me. That's fine. I don't know how badly I want people to send me things that I need to improve about myself. I would rather it be constructive, though, than just be like, I don't like you. Get off this podcast. Well, I do think... But God, if you honestly, when I've gone down, like... And guys, I know we're doing the outro here, but we're now going into, like, a therapy session. But, like, what's made me feel better is going to other podcasts and reading their reviews. Oh, yeah. They're so similar. Like, if you go to clickbait, like, oh... This person shouldn't be the host anymore. This person should. Or this person rambles. This person doesn't know how to do this. And I'm like, it's the same things. They just replace the names. So everyone has a problem with everything. I mean, I really just think at this point, we signed up for this. It is part of the job that we're going to get bad reviews sometimes. We're going to get mean DMs. And that's just, we have to live with that. Um, So I don't take it personally. I think every podcast gets bad reviews, but leave us a good one or a constructive bad one at least, at the very least, people. But I think this week's goal, let's try to get it from 4.6 to 4.7. And by doing that, it's just basically you have to go and then click the five stars. You don't even have to write a review. You could just rate it. I'm sure if like 50 of you just stop and rate it, we could probably bump it up to 4.7. I'm going to be checking. Maybe we'll give a little treat if we get up to 4.7. Watch like the a trolls. Treat? Yeah, I don't know. We'll do a surprise. And the, the trolls come out and they're like one star, one star, yeah. one star, <laughs> one star, one star. Um, so we'll see. This will be a fun little experiment. Yeah, so that was a long-winded way to say write us a review and rate us. Yeah. Um, what else? Join the Facebook group if you are interested and want to chat with us and people who love the show. 
It's a fun time. And if you really do like this podcast and you like what we have to offer, I just recommend checking out the Patreon. Sign up for a month and see if you like it. It is extra content. So when you're driving in your car or you're at the gym and you want to listen to a podcast, but like you've already listened to the Thursday episode and you need more, this Mm -hmm. has a whole plethora of stuff. Of really interesting stuff too and it's like juicy and fun. Something coming in January is all about the Bachelor audition process and how it's shady as fuck and we have real... um, stories from bachelor alum sharing what happened to them during their audition process and it's super sketchy and i just feel like i would want to listen to it if i didn't freaking make the show you know totally yeah and the good thing about joining now guys is like if you join in december you'll have access to all the episodes we put out in november so you're really saving money if you think about it because you didn't have to pay in november for the november episodes and now you have them yeah so join now yeah or join in january and then you get like even bigger savings. Two months. But. Yeah, exactly. But but join soon. Like, don't wait till, like, 2027 <laughs> just to get all your free content. Like, it's juicy. You got to hear it now. Well, you know what's cool, though? On Patreon, you could pay for the whole year. I think you can save 10% if you pay for the whole year up front. I just want to send a thank you to our sponsors. Thank you to EmbarkVet.com. You can go to EmbarkVet.com slash She's All Batch. And what does that get you, Jackie? That gets you $65 off their DNA test. So that is huge savings. And it is the best in the industry. It screens for your dog's DNA, what kind of breeds are in your dog if you have more of a mutt or health diseases as well. So Yeah, and worry about your own health, your mental health by going to betterhelp.com slash she's all batch. That will get you 10% off your first month of services. Definitely something to check out. And if you have been begging Grandpa Joe to finally (laughs) get his food sensitivity checked out because things have not been agreeing with him and you're like, Grandpa Joe, this cannot go on any longer. Give him the gift of health this holiday season. Get him an Everly Well test for Christmas. I think it's a perfect gift and you can get 20% off if you go to everlywell.com slash she's all batch. Is that it? And now I think that's it. Yeah, and then you can follow us on socials Mm -hmm. and... We'll see you next week. Yeah. And that will be the last episode of yeah. the year. Yeah, no, oh, okay. And there's probably three people listening at this point. So, hey, guys, <laughs> let's all huddle. And, like, you know, we're, like, the cool people that made it to the end of the episode. So, Jackie and I are giving ourselves the week off the last week of the year. So, next week will be the final week of She's All Batch on Thursdays. More incentive to get She's All Batch Patreon because we are releasing episodes still on Patreon. So if you're like, I'm, hello, that week I still have to work, I still have to go commute or whatever you're doing, join the Patreon because there's tons of stuff there. Totally. Yeah, if you're carpooling to Grandpa Joe's house for a belated Christmas gathering, like I don't know if your family does that, like if you didn't see them on Christmas, you'll like go on the 28th or something and do another Christmas. You can listen to the Patreon for the whole ride up to Grandpa Joe's. So that's really nice. I'll go do that. All right. Well, I think that's it, right? Yeah. Okay. I think that's it. Bye, bitches. Bye.